started the I just hello okay I just started the recording right now oh my gosh this I'm so stressed this is the very first remote love drunk that I've ever recorded so I feel so special we're here we're here we're doing it it's existing it's happening we're here and it's happening and hello and welcome to love drunk yay oh my gosh we're doing it I am your host Charlotte Rose I am so excited for this guest tonight we have been talking about getting her on the podcast for literal years. This is the season, y'all. This is the season of all the people who have been like, what am I going to get on the podcast? And I'm like, what am I going to get you on the podcast? We're doing it. We're doing everything right now. We're getting people on the pod. Um, and so I am here with the lovely, the wonderful, my sweet, sweet, dear friend, love drunk, number one fan, perhaps. Um, yes. Raina Graf is here. Hello. Hello. Oh my gosh, she's here. She's not here here, but she's I'm here not- in our hearts and our spirits. And I'm I'm Emotion looking at her here. on my computer screen right now. <laughs> oh man. Oh my gosh. I'm well, so happy. Like, it's it, it's about time. It's been like what, three years in the making at this point? Oh my god, yes it has. <laughs> I was like, when did I start this damn podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here on Love Drunk, we do allow the guests to pick to poison and every Oh my god, wait, let me do that again. <laughs> I'm already tripping over my words. I'm already love drunk, ladies and gents. Love drunk. It's gonna be a long one. (laughs) Here on Love Drunk, we do allow the guests to pick the poison, and anything is on the table except for gin. (laughs) That's right. We do not drink gin here on Love Drunk. If you want to drink gin on a podcast, then start your Your own own podcast. Come on, y'all. It's about time that someone starts a gin podcast. I'm just not gonna do it myself. Um, so what this is actually also another really, really fun thing because we've never done anything like this on Love Drunk before. Mm-hmm. Raina, what are we drinking? We are actually not drinking alcohol at all. We're not. Uh, no. Nope. Which is very weird for me because I love alcohol. Uh, Same. Instead, we are- What if I was like, I hate alcohol? Surprise. Oh, this whole oh. podcast has been a ruse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this whole podcast is the long con. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Go on. <laughs> um- we are actually drinking a uh, cannabis edible drink of some sort. It's like a cannabis wine spritzer. Um, yes. And it, uh, so it looks like a nice little bottle of white wine with yeah. a little pot leaf on it. It's very cute. It's very, it's a, uh, it's not that, not, not that strong of a THC. So it's nice for me, um, which is good for me. Real cute, real pretty. Wait, 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 thumbnail. <laughs> um, i love it i always do that i'm like can you see it can you see it like a fucking influencer i'm so good i love um, it but yeah i uh yeah i thought it'd be an interesting take something different so instead of getting love drunk we're getting love high we're getting love high love and you know what this might who knows maybe this will open maybe this will open new doors that i do know some people who don't drink but they do partake in the marijuana so this is maybe people like those exactly so we got the um so yeah this is a a wine spritzer um and then you also got us what else it was a like a soda or like it was like a club soda yeah it's like a fizzy drink kind of um it's a 
I recently started working in a dispensary. So all of my knowledge I have gained in the past like four months um, for anything cannabis related. So it is a Mm -hmm. CBD dominant uh, like fizzy drink. So instead of having that THC, which is going to give you more of a head high, it's a CBD Mm -hmm. dominant, which is more of a body high. So for people who don't like super high and doing the whole like, what is life, man, kind of thing, that's more so me. me. Uh, it's more so me. I can t- truly, I can take like two hits and be like, okay, I have to stop. Cause if I take one more, I'll be like, do I always sound like this? Okay, Are my wait. jokes always this weird? Why am I laughing so much? Can I, can I go on a slight tangent and tell you my most recent getting high story oh. that I was, I would be insulted <laughs> if you did not go so, on a tangent, please do. I got high with a friend of mine and I was completely by accident. Literally. I like gave her a vape cart that I got from work. And I was like, oh, just like, so I know, like, I just want a little of it just to know like what it, what it tastes like and what it feels like literally Uh just went one, two, took it away. And I was done. I was, it was so bad. Literally. I was sitting there just like, oh my God, (gasps) it was, it was an indica. So it was a downer, but I was having a full on panic attack. So no! I, I'm sitting, I'm sitting there and I was like acting normal, but I'm sitting there having a full on panic attack. And I checked my heart rate. I was at 135 BPM and I'm just sitting there just like, okay, this is fine. Everything's fine. Please turn on a movie that I can just like chill out with. So we sat there, watched uh, the third installment of to all the boys I've loved before. And I critiqued their Love life that. the entire time. <laughs> Yeah, I watched that movie recently, um, and it really, <laughs> it really stressed me out how um, how codependent they were. Uh, and I was like, I know that it's high school, and I know it's young love, but it truly like there were parts of the movie that made me anxious. I wasn't stoned watching it. Yeah. Um, I was completely sober, and there were some parts of that movie that made me anxious, especially like the part where they were in New York together and they like, didn't want to la- I was just like, y'all it's one day down. apart. Calm down. Like you okay. <laughs> yeah. It very much stressed me out. I don't know. I like, I like those movies. I think they're yeah. great. I would say that the third one for me personally is probably the weakest, oh, but of course. yeah. Although we do all love John Ambrose in the, in the second yes. one. Jordan. Fisher, yes, yes. What a babe. <laughs> what a babe. A hundred percent. Another high getting high story similar to yours. There was one time I accidentally at the restaurant that I worked at, I accidentally got stoned um, while I was hosting oh, and it no. was a brunt shift. So <gasps> that wasn't great, but it was just because I was like really stressed out. I was really high strung. And um, one of my very, very good friends at the restaurant who will remain nameless because um, I don't want to get her in trouble, but yeah, yes, (laughs) I pandemic, not sure if they're coming back, but even so, but they were kind enough to, they saw that I was stressed out and they said, do you want a hit of my pen? It's in my apron. And that's how, and it was very funny because there would be times where I'd be like, Hey, I sat you this table and they kind of seem like dicks and I'm so sorry. And they would just be like, you know what? I'm so high. I don't even it's oh, all good. I wish, I like wish I had the balls to do shit like that. I wish, yes, <laughs> I wish I did. Yeah, I just never. I I never had the. I mean, there were times when I would work a double and I would have like one beer in the two hours I'd 
like, you know, I'd have a beer and then I'd come back, but I was not, I never showed up to work like drunk or stoned or, you know, whatever. But anyway, so, um, so they told me they were like, it's kind of stuck. So you have to suck really hard. And I was like, okay. And I was sucking and sucking and nothing was coming out like straight up, nothing was coming out. And so Mm -hmm. I like have, I'm holding it and I'm sucking it and I'm sucking, sucking, sucking. And then of course, I just give one big suck and I get like a huge hit. I'm like coughing and choking. I'm behind the restaurant, like in the alley, just like. (laughs) Um, And then I go back inside and I, like I described it to everyone. Like I felt like Alice in Wonderland. Like I was literally walking around and I was like, what is happening? Like what is going on? And then I walked up to my friend and was like, hey. And they're like, hi, honey, what's up? And I was like, can you get me like a big old glass of orange juice? And they were like, yeah, I can do that for you. And so they got me a big glass of orange juice. And then like a couple hours later, they were like, how are you feeling? And I was like, better. And they were like, I was a little worried about you for a second. Oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a little – You hear that, kids? Don't (laughs) – don't get stoned at work. Yeah. Or, you know, if if you or have you the constitution that. of my friend, then you're a functional alcoholic or drunk, then go you. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. I don't know how I heard. Is that true that like orange juice helps you come down if you're too high? There's something about like I, I don't know if that's an old wives' tale. I heard that it's something about like the acidity and like the vitamin C like calms you down a little bit. I've never heard that before, but if it is true, I will recommend that to customers that come into my store. <laughs> if you ever get too high just drink some orange juice it's fine it'll be fine you'll be fine could you imagine if you gave that advice while you were working in retail uh, <laughs> just like oh just so you know also like here are your pants but like but- if you get too high then you can drink some orange juice <laughs> and you'll be fine <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh god they would all look at me like I'm crazy they would just be like Okay, thanks. (laughs) Give me my pants, crazy lady. Oh, my God. Okay. I did call you here for a reason, and it is to talk about love, dating, relationships, sex. Who who knows? (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm just like, oh, no. Oh my god! Our marriage just just because we're just that funny. That's what it is. I'm gonna say that. Yes, it's not because we're it's because we're just that funny. No, it's definitely because we're hilarious. Yeah, Um, everyone at home is like, I hate this. I hate you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay. Anyway, um, so because you and I have only, like in the grand scheme of our lives, we've met relatively recently. Yeah. So we did want to ask you a couple. First, let's just like go through some rapid fire questions real quick just to kind of get a little bit warmed up. Um, okay. So right. how old were you when you had your first kiss? I was 14. Nice. How- <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Score. Score. Huh? That's so freaking cool, dude. Uh, no, I was a I was a fresh fifteen, so like right around, yeah, right around those those times. I'm always like, okay, that's pretty pretty decent age. Uh, I'm not sure if you felt this way, but I thought I was like, I am the oldest person who has never been kissed in whoever has existed. So I'm not sure if you were on that boat as well. A little, a little, but also no, but. I, I did the guy I kissed first was uh oh my first kiss he uh he dated a friend of mine's sister for like okay. a year or so and then he and I got together briefly 
but let me tell you that boy he uh i will never forget that kiss because he would he would not let go of my lower lip oh no i was just like is this what it is is this it (laughs) i don't know if i like this oh my gosh i i remember like my first kiss was fine like it was wasn't like mind blow you know whatever but i just yeah yeah but it's it's such a funny like when you've never kissed someone the feeling of kissing someone for the first time is so weird because i remember being like oh this is like what it is and i remember that when i was younger i literally am supposed to be doing rapid fire questions but this is actually like (laughs) (laughs) fucked it up um but but I remember reading an article in Seventeen magazine that was talking about like if you know a lot of people are curious about their first kiss and if you're like wondering what it's like we totally get it and like that's totally normal. Um, but it, it it had like do's and don'ts and it was like mm-hmm. do practice on your hand, put your fingers together, don't practice on a mirror. It's the, the flat cold surface or like the cold surface is flat and unhelpful. Oh man. And I remember my friend and I, she had also never had her first kiss, but we um, used to joke around all the time where we'd be like, the mirror surface is flat and unhelpful. (laughs) Okay. How old were you when you had your first uh, significant other? Boyfriend. Uh, Also 14. Dope. Was it your first kiss? No. (laughs) Uh, Oh. That'll be a story we come back to. Um, I mean. It's not that special. (laughs) Um, yeah, I also just realized that my first kiss was when I was 15 and didn't I didn't have my first boyfriend, like boyfriend, I am your girlfriend, you are my boyfriend, until mm-hmm. I was 26. So, you know, um, you it know is what? what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Anyway, um, what is the weirdest place you've ever made out and or hooked up? Well, I actually had to really think about this one because I was like, wait, I don't know if I have one. But I remembered... <laughs> neither of us were in high school but it was in the baseball dugout of his old high school this was long after graduation <laughs> <laughs> that is so int- was that was that like a him being like i know a place or was that just sort of was that a place that like the that teens was- went or oh we were not teens well, I know, but like but, that's where you like just leftover knowledge from high school. No, it was one of those things where he and I, that was like our thing. We would drive around and we would go to all of these random places. Um, he's he's the one that got me into ghost hunting. Um, okay. And we would go find all these like weird haunted, like spooky places. And sometimes we'd end up in just really weird places because we would just drive around. And uh, mm-hmm. at one point we uh, hopped the fence into his old high school and went and sat in the dugout and then... <laughs> Nice. Oh. Wild. Start, started with the ghost hunting. Being 19, man. I wasn't in my 20s, but close enough. You know what I mean. <laughs> no, I feel you. Being 19. Being 19. 19 was a weird age. I was really good at beer pong. Um, oh, man. <laughs> I... I was just hanging out with a whole bunch of... With, like, a group of dudes that just... Yep. I don't know. It was one of the, it, like, they were the dudes that all stayed in our hometown because I was still in my hometown. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, going to community, like, no shame, going to community college. I went to community love college. It. Love it. Got all my gen eds out of the way, went to UT, did all theater classes. It was fucking there you dope. Go. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, but it was just at the time, it was very, very strange. We would hang out at this dude's house and, like, he wasn't even there most of the time. Like, he went to A&M. And sometimes he'd come back from – so College Station was maybe like 
I don't know. I went to UT. I don't know where College Station is. I think it's maybe like an hour and a half, two hour drive from our hometown. I could okay. be totally wrong here. I'm from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. But sometimes he'd like come back on weekends. But like otherwise, there would be times where we'd just go into – like we'd literally just walk into his house through the garage and like hang out in their game room and he wouldn't even be there. It was like psychotic. I think back to it now and I'm like, that's the weirdest thing. That literally sounds like bad writing for TV. That's like – like that sounds like – it sounds like a plot hole. Hot, hot take, but that 70s show. <laughs> when they're all hanging out in Eric Foreman's basement and he doesn't even live there anymore. You know? Yeah, that's extremely that's true. Like, yeah. yeah. But apparently, so I guess in their defense, sometimes it does happen. That's true. And we would just go and then, and I mean, like, it was better when there were all of us and we were like all together and then we just fucking hang out play beer pong smoke weed like it truly I like call it my burnout days no offense to any of the dudes I hung out with back then like you know I really only actually I don't talk to really any of them but like there's one person we like like each other's Instagram stuff every once in a while like you know just like the whole Um, hey how you doing glad you're congrats on the baby anyway um (laughs) yeah I know All right. He's he is married and he is happy and that's all that ca- he like very much seems like he's he's doing he's doing great. So oh, we're um, happy for him then. Go yeah, but he was always honestly he was always the most like reasonable one, but also he was there the least often. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So because he was doing something besides uh, hanging out in someone else's <laughs> game room. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, that was when I was 19. It was a very weird time in my life. And once again, I got very good at beer pong. I don't know if I've retained all of my skills, but just know that for a shining maybe one or two years of my life, I was fucking bomb ass at oh. beer pong. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I'll, oh, okay. Yeah. Rapid fire questions. Back to those. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you could tell your your 14-year-old self – one key piece of advice about dating and boys, what would it be? Oh my God. Oh, so much. Um, take it easy, dude. Just like, (laughs) just like you don't, you don't have to be obsessed with every single guy. They're Mm -hmm. all fine. You'll find one that you like. You don't have to be in a relationship. You, and yeah, you can be your own person. Easy as that. That's what I would, that's what I would probably say. Gotcha. So were you, have you had like a lot of relationships? Cause I mean, I've granted I'm in my second relationship, uh, but it's, but I mean, obviously did date, did see people, did have situationships of sorts. Um, did you date a lot of people like in high school? I, it's not so much that I always dated someone, but I always like had someone on my mind and I was like into someone crushing on someone. I was always looking for the next thing. And I, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where now as I've gotten older, it's like, eh, you know what? You don't really need to do that. But at the same time, now I'm like, I have a, in a three year long committed relationship who I'm going to snatch up at one point. But, and it's just like, yeah, just wait for that. Wait for that right one. Don't go, don't go looking for it. Don't, don't be like that one. And then it doesn't work yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. That would be something that like, I, I kind of felt too, in the sense that I always like, when I did not have a crush, I was like bored. I was like, I want to have a crush on someone. I want to think exactly. about someone. I want to like, yeah. you know. And so it was to the point where even if like someone had rejected me, if I like, I used to, I used to yearn just like so much. It would yeah. be like so much time later, and I would be like, I just still don't understand. It would be like it six happened. months later. 
I obsessed over it. Same. And I truly, and I, yeah, I think that it was one of those things where it's like, well, if I don't have a new person on my mind, I just have to keep going back to this old person. I have to focus on this one. And it just took me forever to get over people, like forever. Same. Same. Um, Yeah. It's, I don't know. Growing up is weird, but it's also... (laughs) Like truly you look back on the person you were and like not trying to hate on her. She did her best. You know, we're all fine. But (laughs) just like being in a completely different place that you never expected yourself to be or just to have grown so much emotionally. It's wild. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. It's crazy to think like if the if me at 16 saw myself now, Mm -hmm. I'd I don't know if she would be proud or she'd be like, bro, what happened? But at the same time, I look at myself when I was 16 and I'm like, babe, you made some, you made some bad decisions. <laughs> yeah. And that's so yeah. much better. <laughs> but it's okay. I, like- I feel like my 16-year-old self would wish that I was cooler, but like, because I sucked when I was 16. So, you know, like, I feel like my 16-year-old self would be like, no, I was supposed to be like cooler and hotter and better, but like, I am cool and hot and awesome. So like, my 16-year-old self could suck it. Yeah. <laughs> We're also mean and judgy at 16. At least I was. I don't know. Well, Yes. No. Yes. I could, I could, 100%. I don't know if I've told this on the – because also I did record – you might know if I've said this on the podcast before. Um, <laughs> but uh, talking about like one of, my, one of my old teachers from high school mm-hmm. who – I don't know. There was one time where I was getting dinner with him and one of my very good friends who was another one of his students. And we were hanging out and it was my friend, John. And he was like, you know what I wish I had more of in high school? And I said, what? And John goes, empathy. And I just bust out laughing. And he's like, I'm not kidding. And I'm like, I know you're not. But (laughs) But that's so... It's so true. And then we asked our, our... He was our choir director. And we're like, Hutch why did you like why do you like us like you saw us at our absolute like you see humans that they're just peak nasty awful like you truly see us at the worst points of our lives and he said and it was so sweet he just goes yeah well I figured if I knew you guys when you're terrible because all teenagers are terrible Mm -hmm. if I knew you when you were terrible and you were still pretty good I knew you would turn out to be amazing people Uh and I was like Oh, that's so sweet. I love that. I know. We're all just – and especially, I mean, I just turned 28, and so I'm getting up to 30. Uh, I still got some time, but it's weird. It's definitely weird, especially being, like, the baby of my family. Yeah. And my mom is like, how did you get to be this old? And I'm like, I don't know. How how many siblings do you have? I have two older brothers, which definitely shows, I feel like, when you get to know me. I could see it, like not in a bad way or anyway, but I'm like, yeah, you give off like youngest of a of a boy family vibe. Yep. Definitely, I was definitely the spoiled little princess for a hot minute, and then I went, nah, <laughs> and I became more like my brothers, which I love them. They're amazing, and they're they, how um what's the what's the age difference? The one that I'm closest to age wise is ten mm-hmm. years. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. So they're both like way older than me. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Cause I grew I have two older siblings and they're mm-hmm. like, we're all like two and a half, three years apart, like each of us. Yeah. Um, so we're all like, my brother is like five and a half years older than me. So we're even still like relatively close in age. So whenever there's a huge age gap, I'm always like, whoa, what was that like? It was, it was great having brothers that much older. Cause I feel like once I became a teenager and got, I was just talking about this actually, 
um, mm-hmm. talking to them like when I was like 14, talking about like growing up and getting older and stuff. Cause at this point they were in their twenties and we were sitting there and we, I remember this distinctly, we were sitting there talking in my, in my old bedroom and um, they were asking me about like, if I was dating, like kind of thing and like blah, blah, blah. And then mm-hmm. they kind of wanted to have the sex talk with me, but also didn't because it's like, you're my little sister. But, um, but we ended up all talking about it. And ultimately they were like, I mean, ideally Rue, we want, that's my family nickname is Rue. Um, ideally Rue, we want you to like, we would like wait it. And like, if you weren't so eager to rush into it, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not, but okay. Um, they said, yeah. Cause I mean, we both waited until we were 18 and I literally went like, no, that's a lot. You guys did not wait until you're 18. And they both went, yeah, we did. <laughs> and sure enough, same thing with me. I was like, okay, I'm going to wait until I'm 18 then. And I waited until I was 18. And so that's like something I have with my Aww. family. Now we're like, we're going we're gonna to wait until we're older. But what it was really good having that. What like a fun. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, I think that that's really good. It's it's so, well, just like what a hilarious thing to have in common with your brothers. Um, I know. But, but also I, I, I feel like with my brother, him being like, I feel like them being that much older is almost better because it's kind of like, they're also over the weird, like, got to beat we got beat up our sister's boyfriend or like whatever oh, no my oldest brother still does that <laughs> oh, still, okay well does the intimidation i'm like rich calm down <laughs> but yeah i feel like i could like i would never i would never could never shall not ever talk about sex with my brother i just can't i can't it's weird i can't i mean i won't go into detail with them but right and even then like there's <laughs> There's a, a short film I did when I was 16 and I had to kiss, I had to kiss a guy in it mm-hmm. and I showed the film to my brother and, uh, and he was like, <clears throat> nope, nope, can't look at it. Nope. Fast forward. <laughs> it was a kiss. <laughs> it was just a kiss. Calm down, dude. <clears throat> nope. Nope. Oh my God. That's it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He's just like actively covering his eyes. Yep. I love it. Yep. So earlier you mentioned your three year long relationship. Yes. So just a little, a little fun factoid for everyone listening. <laughs> so I know Raina through her boyfriend, Ross, who I went to college with and mm-hmm. who is Ross Clark, friend of the podcast. Yep. Episode uh, four or something like that. <laughs> episode four, season one, Ross Clark oh, came on and he made us Tiger's Blood, uh, like a, a special drink from Easy Tiger, a, a little bar in Austin. And he was talking all about all about love and dating and his experiences and all that. And I found out from him that he showed I don't know if you obviously I don't know if you listened to it right then and there, but I know he said that he sent you his episode of Love Drunk on y'all's second date. Yeah, he he sent it to me pretty early on. I listened to it not right away, I think. I think I wanted to, but I was like I didn't really understand what podcasts were like at that point yet. But I listened to it and I remember like I remember listening to it and I was like, oh my God, like this guy is like sharing some like personal stuff with me and like I, I remember listening to it and realized like oh this came out like a month ago oh my god like <laughs> I swear I I was like I don't remember what I said when he told me that but I'm pretty sure I was like why did you do that <laughs> Ross no don't do that why did you do that he's like oh no I just you know like get it all out there and I'm like I am shocked <laughs> 
I hope this goes well for you, but I just don't know. I mean, I think it turned out okay. Yeah, I think it went pretty well. You know, I think it could have gone uh, worse. It could have. It could have gone very poorly for him, and instead, it went super, super well, which I personally love. I don't think that my boyfriend has listened to any of the episodes yet. At my request. When we were first talking on Hinge, I had mentioned, he had mentioned something about wanting, he was like starting a podcast because I think, yeah, he has a podcast that I think he was like right about to start it. And then I was, I mentioned Love Drunk and I was like, oh, or I have a podcast and blah, blah, blah. And I haven't recorded it, but I want to get back to it and all that. And he was like, oh, what's it about? And I was just like, uh, 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 sex dating and relationships in the modern age. And I will tell you what it is only if you promise me that you won't go looking it up. <laughs> Because it's truly just like, it's like a guide. It's like a, a yeah. it's like a walkthrough of my heart and feelings and who I am as a person at my most vulnerable because I'm wasted. And I was like, I can't, I can't have you. That, that all right, right there. No. I can't do that again. <laughs> truly, like, it's something where I was like, I cannot give this much of myself to you this early. <laughs> so just wait on it. That's going to be the thing that's going to define the relationship is it's going to be, okay, I think, I think I'm ready to share love drunk with you. And he says, babe, we made it. We made it. Oh my we God. We did it. We did it. Um, but yeah, so since Ross and Raina started dating, I've wanted to have her on the podcast and it's always yeah. been like a planned thing and a planned thing. And then always right when I'm like, yeah, I'll have you on. I like stop doing it for whatever reason. And then this time I was like, pandemic be damned. We're going to have Raina on this damn podcast. So the very first question I have for you is, Raina Graf, do you believe in love? Absolutely. Hell yeah. Given the fact, well, given the fact that like I'm obsessed with all things like love, like I love those Jane Austen novels and I love Mm -hmm. rom-coms and I love all that stuff. Disney princesses doing that whole thing with love obsession and my constant like, I need to be with someone. I want to be feeling something for someone. Yeah, love definitely exists. Maybe not the way I thought it would when I was younger, but right. in a way where it's when it's right and it's great, it's incredible. It's not the, oh my God, I'm so happy and in love, but it's just like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy with this person I'm with. Yeah, I think that that's definitely something that I thought too, spending so much of my life like hyping up love and then also being in in a relationship that wasn't super great and was kind of toxic and really hard. Yep. And I think it's one of those things that I was like, this is, you gotta, you gotta fight. Like every day is a struggle when you're in love. No, I, it was- I don't understand people that are like, you gotta fight for this love. You gotta work for it. You gotta fight for it. I'm like, if it's that hard to maintain, why- why yeah and it's and I even uh Natalie turned this turned this back on me when I broke up with ex-boyfriend and I was Mm -hmm. like so upset or maybe it was like before we broke up I think I was just telling her that I was unhappy and I didn't really know what to do but like I couldn't I couldn't do it and I couldn't be without him and me and I care about him so much and blah 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 and I had told her in college and I didn't remember telling her this but I told her when she was going through a really like shitty – she was thinking about breaking up with her boyfriend, mm-hmm. um, I told her, do you think the pain of losing him is more or less than the pain of being in something that's not working? Yep. Which I'm, I'm brilliant. Yep. But of course, it's always so easy to give 
people advice when you're not experiencing it when you're from an outside perspective yeah um and so she turned that right around on me and she said when i was in college or when when we were in college you said this and now i want you to take your own advice and that was actually something they did (laughs) and you're like damn no i no that doesn't apply to me that's only (laughs) you guys what the fuck (laughs) but yeah so it was um that was something that that she and my other friends would do is they would pull up like our Facebook chats or like find old text messages and be like, after I broke up with this person, this is what you said. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> I hate this. Damn Don't it. turn my words against me. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I totally understand that whole, like, I've always believed in love, but it definitely, I was like, wow, you can be in love with someone and they can still like annoy you. And like, yeah, you can but- still want alone time and you can still, you know, I used to think that, like, when I was a kid, especially being obsessed with the rom coms and the Disney, mm-hmm. that like love was just this overpowering, like, all encompassing exactly. force. But, but now it's like, no, if you're if you're so focused like that, and that's all you can think about. That's something you that might be something you gotta gotta look into why that's happening. That's perhaps something you should discuss with a therapist. therapist. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, dependency is a is a huge issue with me like I it's I'm one of those people that like when at a start of a new relationship it's like I want to spend literally every waking moment with you but setting those healthy boundaries yes very important definitely I I relate to that as well yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is great like I'm having a great time this This is is great I'm feeling great Um, what this is probably my best like high experience I've ever had I'm gonna be honest with you this is pretty good I keep waiting it for it to like hit harder and it's making me nervous but like it's not it's everything is going really really well so we love high baby we love high baby oh my (laughs) gosh um so you met Ross on a dating app do, do you want me to go into the whole story so the audience is aware and why everyone yes. hates me and Ross's relationship for this? <laughs> yes. So, yes. A uh, little bit of backstory. At this point in my life, I we're going to start getting into the code names. Um, Woo! Uh, so for those of you who have not listened to Love Drunk before, you may be a little worried. You may be thinking to yourself, oh my God, like they're talking about love, sex, dating, and relationships in the modern age. And I myself have been involved with either Raina Graf or Charlotte Rose. Well, fear not because uh, here on Love Drunk, we do use code names because we don't want to call anyone out. We don't want to be rude. We don't want to put anyone on the spot. So if you are involved and we are talking about you, um, no one's going to know. Yeah. But we're going to know. Mm-hmm. We're going to know. Anyway, go on. Um, so now I feel bad saying not calling anyone out and then you're going to hear this guy's. Uh, oh, no, we are calling them out. Sorry, I lied. Yeah. <laughs> I just meant I meant more like putting them on the okay. spot and like gotcha. ruining their lives. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I, there are some oof. people. We'll see. Sorry, eventually. This particular guy, I hope his life is as pleasant as he is. So his nickname, his code name is uh, Fuckwad. So Fuckwad was the last. I love guy, it. Yeah. Was the last guy I dated before I met Ross. And we had an on and off thing for like six months and he was very, very, very toxic. Long story short. So he kept like reaching out and I was just like, nah, bro, I'm done. Mm -hmm. And at this point I was like, okay, I'm going to go on like a dating sabbatical. I'm not going to do this anymore. Like I'm, I don't want to deal with this drama. I just want to get on with my life. And I did that for about two months. And then Mm -hmm. something in me went, fuck this. I hate being alone. I hate being single. Not in the sense of like, I need someone, but it's like, I don't, I don't like 
not, I feel unfulfilled. I want to meet someone. I want to see someone. I want to experience love. Mm -hmm. Like I know, I know who I am. I know what I want. I want to experience other people. I took advice from the incredible Taylor Bochum. Taylor Bochum is, does our hair. Um, (laughs) I love her so much. She is so funny. Like there was a period of time where I just didn't see her for a really long time. And I sat down on her chair. I, it was after the, the first time I could get my hair done during the pandemic. Yep. And she sat me down and she was like, okay, what's happening? <laughs> what's going on? I haven't seen you in a million years. Oh. And I'm like, oh my God, Taylor. Let and she was like, you, you broke up with your boyfriend. And I was like, yes. So here's how <laughs> that went down. And fortunately, it was a full cut in color. And so it did take about three and a half yeah. hours. Um, so I was able to fill her in on everything. She was able to fill me in on everything. Yeah. Oh, I love her. So what was – I actually did not know that she was involved in this. So yeah. what was her advice? So – we when I first moved out to LA, she was like I consider her my first friend I made in LA because we just happened mm-hmm. to meet and mm-hmm. it just kind of worked out. She's like, "Hey, do you get your hair done?" And I went, "Yes." And she said, "I do hair." And I went, "Cool." And then Taylor's started- like, "Do you have hair? Do you do you have hair?" <laughs> well, okay, another. Oh God, this is gonna be so all over the place. Rewind a little bit more. But when I met Taylor, because her Instagram is Sunkissed by Tay, when I first she met does her, the best hair. She does. When I first met her, she was like a blonding person like that was like her thing she pretty much only did blonding and then her and I met oh and she she said that she did hair and I was like yeah I'm trying to reach out to people at like this particular salon she's like I work at that salon and I was like oh my god and and I was like yeah I uh, at the time I had like insane roots and like box dyed red hair and I was like I want to get to blonde at one point but I kind of want to like make a detour in pink and she goes ooh Ooh, I've never done anything like that before. Ooh. And I was like, eh, go ahead. <laughs> Give it a try. And she she made my hair pink and and then she got into starting doing like fun colors because I now I see like fun colors all over her Instagram. And I like to think that I'm the reason that happened. Um yeah. anywho, back to love. You inspired aside, aside, her. And aside from my love for Taylor, now we're going. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, Taylor. Uh, Ross actually did point out, he was like, so I'm going on a date with this girl and she has colorful hair and I love girls with colorful hair. <laughs> and I was like, so it's all related. Yep, there you go. It all came back. There we go. Taylor's the reason I'm with her. Um, but really. Oh, God. Basically. Um, but yeah, I remember talking to Taylor and she asked if I had a boyfriend. I went, no, I don't really know where to look for dating and this and this. And she was like, you should download Bumble. And I was like, oh, I don't know about those online dating apps. I don't know. Tinder wears me out. She said, no, 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 Bumble. Like, the girl gets initiated, and it's much safer, and much. Uh, it's not as creepy with, like, the hookups and stuff. This is when Bumble was not a hookup app. Um, <laughs> this is when Bumble was created because Tinder had become a hookup yep. app. And now Bumble is a hookup app. Mm-hmm. Taylor, uh, Taylor, oh, my Taylor. God. Bumble is a hookup app. I'm stoned. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Having a great time though. Oh, um, so that now Bumble is a hookup app, and Tinder is straight up like a I want to fuck tonight and never talk to you again. Like it's Ew. like a one night stand right now app. Ew. In my opinion. Ew. Also, I have used it before for that. Anyway. Hey, you know what? I'm not going to judge. This is not for me. <laughs> you know what? Sure. The hoe phase is something that I'm really glad I went through. I've talked mm-hmm. about this yeah. on the podcast. 
I'm thankful I went through the hoe phase, gave me a lot of like, you know, feeling like I was very in control of my body and control of my decisions, just very like made me feel empowered. And then all of a sudden I was like, I no longer feel empowered and now I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) I have truly taken the best and the worst of what LA has to offer, fuck buddy wise. And and we're done. And we're done. (laughs) Scene. Um, But yeah, but so at the time, the youngins may not know this, but Bumble was the hot new safe app where only people who wanted to date were on Bumble. Um, but yeah, we met on Bumble when it was still an actual proper dating app. And because mm-hmm. Taylor was like, you should try out Bumble. So I did. And this is why everyone hates me because I was on the app for two days and then Ross appeared and I messaged him. He asked me out and he was my first and only Bumble date. And I went, I'm good. Oh my God. <laughs> I can delete the app now. <laughs> Does Bumble once immediately wins? <laughs> I, oh, dude, I don't know how I got so lucky though. Aside from the fact that like, yeah, I got, I got, I got Ross and I love him and he's great. But also in the sense of like, I'm so glad I did not have to like go on so many shitty dates. I feel so lucky in that sense because <laughs> I hate so yeah I've I've been on yeah going on a first date is so just it takes so much out of you it is so nerve-wracking it is like there was a period of time in my life where not to brag I was going on a lot of first dates oh. I'm bragging because um none of them worked out <laughs> I'm very desirable uh no it's one of those things where it's like I went on so many dates but it's like yeah I went on so many first dates because nothing ever turned into anything yeah um but I could not go on a first date without like having a glass of wine or like taking a shot before going out that was just something and like that's Jordan and I used to do that all the time yep. where we would just be like, all right. And she, like I would have – there was one time Natalie's parents were visiting and I was going on a date and I had like two glasses of wine with them and they were like, have fun on your date. And I was like, bye, everybody. You just watched me <laughs> down two glasses of red wine and now I'm outy. So yeah, it was. it's just – and that was my biggest thing about dating is I'm just like – at this point, I don't even want to find my soulmate because I'll love them and cherish them. I just want to stop going on first dates. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, because even I hate I, it. I almost canceled. I almost canceled because I worked <gasps> myself up into so much anxiety that I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. Oh, I haven't eaten today because I'm so anxious. And we're going to go to a bar and drink. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. But luckily, my coworkers talked me out of it. And they're like, no, go. Yay! And now here we are. And now here I am sitting in his room and kicking him out of his own room. (laughs) Being like, get out of here. Yeah, so that's, I mean, I guess when when I finally kind of sat down and like downloaded the app after my most recent relationship, it was also something where I used to do it all the time. I used to download Bumble and be like, Mm -hmm. I don't care. I'm casual right now. I'm so casual. I don't even care. I don't even care if I find someone, et cetera. But I would get so sad if things fell through or like things yeah. fell apart or whatever. I wanted that. You know, I could I could say that I wanted to casually date, but I really didn't. I, I wanted to find a relationship. So really for the first time in my life, I had downloaded the app thinking – I am actually okay if nothing comes from this. It'll be we're in a pandemic. Like what can come from this? Yeah. We're just gonna have fun and talk and I'm gonna chat and I'm gonna flirt and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. 
the second day I was on Hinge, I matched with Casey. I had maybe like four or five conversations just beginning, just starting, like nothing serious, nothing in depth. Um, and I messaged Casey about the book I was reading and we started talking and I literally didn't talk to anybody else at that point, like from then on. Like once our conversation started, I was like, I'm good. No, this is no, 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 no. Everybody, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Clear out, please. Clear out. Um, so I did get really, really lucky this time around, but you got lucky the first time around, and that's oh, extremely man. impressive. I, I don't know how I did it. I will never be able to recreate it. Um, <laughs> hopefully, I'll never have to. I, oh, dear Lord. Hopefully, I never have to. Main, this is mainly because it's like, no, I'm, I'm keeping him around. He's, Yay. he's staying. He's staying. Speaking of you know, wanting to keep Ross around forever and all that jazz, um, are you going to get married and can I come? Absolutely. To both, mainly because I'm snatching that boy up. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, oh, that's what I was going to say. Um, I've already told him. I told him like a year ago, like, you you know you're stuck with me, right? Like, you know you have no, you have no choice. Like, I'm not leaving. And he was like, okay. <laughs> But you're like, I'm not doing this again. I'm not doing this again. You're stuck with me forever. Uh, I, I love like, that. I feel like you would love this too. Um, actually, when we went to last year before pandemic, pre-pandemic, we went to his brother's wedding. So I got to meet like the whole family and everything. Oh. I feel like you would love this part. I <laughs> when we were at the wedding, uh, it was the uh the 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 reception. Yes. Mm-hmm. We had the dance floor going. Ross is out there dancing with his uh with his gran um my worst Scottish accent ever um and I'm standing there standing there with his mom and we're laughing about how how adorable it is and also how silly it is and I and I turned to his mom Uh and I said like I hope you know like I I love your son so much and I and she was like I know you do and I remember talking to his family and they were and they were asking like do you so are you and Ross gonna get married and my answer was always I hope I'm lucky enough someday to marry Ross (laughs) <laughs> oh my god Raina I thought you'd appreciate that that's so sweet <laughs> oh, that's so sweet and it's so cute and like oh my gosh I'm just so I mean I'm so happy for both of you I'm so happy that that I met you through Ross but Ross was all like you know, he was always just like a great dude in college. And like, he used to come over all the time when Nat and Aaron and I all lived together because mm-hmm. he would be coming over, like mostly to hang out with Aaron, I guess. Yeah. But like, we were always kind of invited <laughs> to, but he would come over and just like, he'd like bring us different beers to try. And he'd always like, I don't know, he's just a good dude overall. And he's one of those people that were like, we just can't wait till like, you know, like Ross finds, you know, his, it'll be such a wonderful like experience to meet that girl, you know? And then you came into our lives and you're amazing. <laughs> I, I like- Ross is lucky to have you as well. Oh man. I hope he thinks so. Otherwise it'd be He does. But, he uh, does. On all that though. But yeah, uh, you already know this because we were talking about this yesterday, but um, mm-hmm. audience, uh, he and I are just signed a lease or we're signing a lease this weekend on a place together. And it's we're, we're gonna be living together it's my first time living with a partner and that's that's a huge step for me <laughs> Yay! But, also um, I feel like such a good like amount of time I said this yesterday I feel like I said it in a weird way where I was like you you did you did like you guys that was a good yeah, timing good, you know good <laughs> 
I did not explain it well. I just meant like, this is such a great time that y'all are taking this next step in your relationship. And like, I don't know. I feel like some people rush into moving to- in together. Yeah. And honestly, sometimes it works. I've seen it work with my own two eyes. But sometimes it just seems very fast and you get kind of stressed out. But like, I don't know. Like, you you two just had such a solid relationship. And like, now you're t- – I'm just like excited for you guys. Oh, I'm so excited. And it, it makes me excited for – whatever comes in our future and i'm just oh mm-hmm. i'm just excited to, to be with him <laughs> so i know that that's adorable i love that <laughs> i know that ross and i talked about weddings on his episode i'm realizing mm-hmm. but i don't remember what he wanted have y'all talked about like oh. it's gonna be a castle and we're gonna have <laughs> this at the reception and i don't know we've talked about it a little bit not super in depth uh, a lot of the things that we've kind of talked about is just like little things that we both are like, I would like this. This would be cool. One thing, one big decision that kind of was made in literally only in the sense of like, it went against what I originally wanted is I've been that person where I'm like, I really want like a backyard wedding, just like Aww. close friends, close family, keeping mm-hmm. keeping it more intimate, but still like doing like the beautiful thing. I'd rather spend money on like the decorations for like the people I care about rather than like make it mediocre for lots of people. Aww. So, right. Yeah. So, and he was like, ah, yeah, I can't, I can't do that. I got family out in Scotland. <laughs> they, they're all going to want to come. And I'm just like, I literally have like my brothers and my mom and then a couple, like couple family members, oh. and, like my five friends. Um <laughs> but it's gonna be like in my big fat greek wedding when it's all of her family on one side and they're like taking up so much that's gonna be his family and then you look over and there's my mom just like hi (laughs) rue you're like hello (laughs) yay my friend shelby and david um it was really funny because when they got married like we had known them from high school we had known them forever like they'd been together for such a long time Mm -hmm. so there were technically at the wedding, there were technically sides for like, this is the bride side, this is the groom side. Yeah. But all of us had known them for so long that we were just like, Who are you? Where should we, where should we go? And then it was yeah. like we agreed like a couple of us would go sit on Shelby's side and a couple of us would go sit on David's <laughs> side. And then it was so funny because I don't know if Shelby was like, I think she could watch through a monitor or something like that. I don't know what it was, but she was able to watch and she was like, I saw you guys sitting down on David's side. What's up with that? <laughs> Like Shelby, no, <laughs> that was at the reception. Oh, she was man. like, "What's up with what's that, guys? Up? What's good? <laughs> what's going on?" <laughs> it was very, very funny. Oh my god, that's gonna be me. anyway. <laughs> yeah, but pretty much that. So now my thing, and I feel like he'd be really into it. Is uh, a compromise would be like something we have talked about is like if we have the money, maybe someday we'll get a cabin out in Joshua Tree and just have like a large property and. Now I'm like, great. That's it. That's that's where I want the wedding. We got that big old property. <laughs> Everyone will fit. But <laughs> oh my gosh. What a great and that's what relationships are all about is compromise, you know? That works with for everybody. Another little detail about our wedding that I feel like you would also like that uh I kind of got from him is you know how he loves like cassette tapes and that kind of shit, right? Yes. Yeah. I had this idea of like as uh, our like gifts to people i can't think of not the goodie bag i don't know what the word i'm looking for is <laughs> everyone take a goodie bag on your way out <laughs> yeah it's um but like the little gifts that people can take home and stuff i i had this idea of like every like gets, everyone gets like a little container with like cassette tapes in it and the cassette tapes are like different playlists of like songs i played on our wedding 
like slow jams, oh. crowd favorites, Raina's picks, Ross picks, that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, that'd be cute. Everyone That's could take so it home. That's so cute. I could take one home. I don't, I don't know if it'd be legit cassette tapes or I've seen ones, but I've seen ones also where it's like a little USB thing, but it's just like in a cassette tape, like container. And you could just plug in the USB and oh, listen cute. to the songs that way. I'm like, that might be cute. Some people might like that. I hope I have the disposable income to make that happen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there was one TikTok I saw where someone actually showed that they had a their guest book was like an audio guest book. So everyone signed in by being like, hi, it's whatever. And then they had it pressed onto vinyl. And so they were able to play it on a record player and have it like, have they could listen to all of like their well wishes from their wedding. But I love that. That's awesome. Wait, I'm into that. (laughs) Ross, I want that. Let it be known. Um, yeah, it's it's something. So Casey and I talked about that really, really early on in the sense of like my wedding, my wedding, not yeah. our, you know. Yeah. But it was very funny because we brought it up early on and both of us are very much in the agreement where it's like, I want like an open bar and I want like a nice location and I want yeah. like to be able to feed people. And so we really, really, it's kind of one of those things where like neither one of us wants to get married until we have the money to have yep. like the wedding that we want to have. Yep. That happened with uh, my brother and my sister-in-law. They were engaged for like 10 years and then Dang. finally had the wedding to where they could afford to make it nice and house mainly her whole family, but <laughs> But how's everybody? And, and and yeah, I love, let's normalize that though. Let's normalize yes. being engaged for long periods of time. You don't have to rush into a wedding. Like, mm-hmm. come on, the ring's staying on as long as it stays on. Exactly. And we're golden. It's fine. It's just a piece of paper. <laughs> Every time I see it, and this isn't even, LOL, Casey, if you're listening to this, that this is not you know what I mean. Anyway, every time I see someone like get engaged or I see like an engagement ring on someone's finger, I'm always like, I went one. Oh, same. Same. Um, um, to the point where like as I'm wearing rings, I like wear a ring on my like right ring finger just because I'm like, I just like I just like it. And it's pretty and it's bad that this particular ring is like what I envision for my ring. <laughs> no hints or anything no, at all. No, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's I don't know it was also very funny because we are now going to a wedding together at the end of September originally uh, yeah I had um I had a a different wedding that I was going to be attending also the same weekend in September and then which what are the fucking odds they were like a day apart and he's the best man at this wedding and so he has to like there there are activities there are before wedding activities and he doesn't want to run out of the wedding like immediately um, so it was one of those things where I wasn't expecting him to go to both. And okay, remember when we talked about boundaries earlier, I very much wanted to try to make it work to go to both weddings because I'm also like, just, you know, I wanted the experience to be there with him. And then I was like, but even if you can't come to this wedding with me, I'll just be the one to stress out about it and worry about it and like yeah. book the ticket and try to figure stuff yeah. out and kill myself to get to both weddings. Yep. Um, and then, yeah. And then I just realized where I was like, oh, this isn't a good idea and I have to say, no, I'm not going to the wedding with you. And he was completely fine with it. He totally understood. He was like, yeah, that's why I couldn't go to, you know, and I, and he was like, thank oh, you man. so much for telling me that this is how you were feeling. But it was such a relief to be like, 
we love support, oh. supportive partners like that. We, yeah. we stand that. Um. Yeah. No, it was awesome. But it was just so funny where I'm like, oh my God, like I don't have to literally drop everything and make everything work to like make your life more convenient. Obviously I will. I'll want to make your life more convenient. I'll want to help you in any way I can. But like a relationship is not just killing yourself for the other person. Exactly. (laughs) Wild. What a concept. Extremely interesting new information (laughs) that I did not have for many, many, many years. Anyway, the wedding. So now, um, so that wedding unfortunately had to be postponed because of a venue change, this whole big thing. But the only, I mean, I feel very bad about everything and them having to postpone it. But that means that I can now go to the wedding with Casey. So I'm very, very excited. But that just brought up a lot of talk about weddings and stuff. And it was Mm -hmm. kind of funny because we were still sort of dancing around it in the sense of like, obviously, this is still very fresh. Yes. You know, I feel like I'm going to listen back to this and be like, Charlotte, you're a crazy person. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, it was one of those things where like I was it's we're, we're very especially watching my big fat Greek wedding. We were talking about like wedding things, but it's way too early in the relationship to be like, if we get married. So it's like and I'm not like, oh, well, if you marry me, this is what I want. So it was always like, I want this. I I want this separately. <laughs> I I also want this. Oh, well, I think I will do this. Oh, well, I don't agree with that. But then it would be like a <laughs> I, we would like argue about like little things and then I was like, but this is no, but it's still separate weddings. But- Hold on. <laughs> we can't talk about this. No, no, it's too early. <sighs> it's wild. Oh my gosh. This I'm are you feeling good? Because I'm feeling, I'm feeling great. Good. I'm I'm loving this. Welcome to Love Drunk. Oh my god. Welcome to Love Drunk. I'm here to absolutely fuck you up. So <laughs> wedding. Yes. I get to come to the wedding. Yes, you do. Of course you do. Hell yes. I'm so excited. We'll live stream <laughs> now, it on now Love the Drunk. Question is, It'll be you, great. Now the question is, do you sit on Ross's side or my side? <laughs> oh my god oh no Rabia's gonna find me at the reception and be like saw you sitting down on Rasa's side what the fuck is up with that <laughs> the fuck is up with that and I'm like Raina it was in the desert there weren't no sides <laughs> we were in a circle <laughs> oh my goodness I love that I love it um, well thank you for the invite I can't wait personally yep. just uh, um, by your mailbox and uh, we'll see <laughs> We'll see how the end of this goes. Maybe yeah. you'll get an invite, maybe not. It would be really awkward. Like now would be just a terrible time for like, you to be like, no, uh, you're not coming. Oh, you're not coming and here's why. <laughs> oh God. What's it going to be like when you, because you haven't had anyone say like, no, you're not invited. No, <laughs> not a single, like truly, honestly, sometimes I get them drunk enough to where I think they just go, yeah, of course you can. <laughs> Maybe they mean it in the moment, and then they wake up and they're oh like, we're God. fucking not paying for Charlotte's salmon plate. We're not doing it. That girl's going to drink us out of the bar. No, we're not doing it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my Lord. But how has, I mean, obviously you and Ross are moving in together soon. So I feel like the pandemic was probably okay for you guys <laughs> in terms of your relationship. Yeah. No, it, it got it got hard for a little bit, but mainly because like in the beginning there were like m- like two or three months like we did not see each other at all because Ugh. my my side was very paranoid. He was also very worried. I was also very mm-hmm. worried, and it was just like didn't want to cross contaminate households and of course, yeah. 
but we trusted everyone to be safe and made it work when numbers started to go down and then they went back up. But yeah, no, that was, that was probably one of the hardest parts of our relationship is just not being together. Cause I know for me, I definitely felt like at one point very distant and very like kind of separating myself a bit, but not in the sense where it was like, I don't love him anymore. I don't want to be in this relationship. It was just more so where it was like, I don't feel like I'm in a relationship right now because I don't have that connection aside from texting. Hey, how are you? Oh, I'm okay. But it was one of those things where we came, we came back and it was like, yeah, no, we don't ever want to do that again. I don't ever want to be without you. Oh, thus leading us here. That's awesome. <laughs> that's, I mean, I think that, I think that that's so good. And, and yeah, the, the pandemic has been very difficult and like, and Natalie and I were talking about it the other day where she was like, you being single in the pandemic, like it's, it's something that she was like, I feel like it was more, cause we were more talking about kind of comfort levels as to what we're doing. Cause we were talking about vaccines. We were talking about yeah. like, will it change my behavior in certain ways? Would it not? Yeah. Um, and you know, when I had brought up, I was like, I think that honestly you have been much more careful at this time and not that I'm out partying masks list, like not, yeah. but it's, you know, I had a, a bigger, basically I had like a bigger bubble than she did. Yeah. And she said, well, honestly, I think that, you know, it's you being single in the pandemic, like obviously you have your roommates and stuff, but like for me, it was sort of like Aaron's right here. I don't, I never have to leave. Like, you know, she just was <laughs> able to have that small yeah. circle because she didn't feel lonely. Yeah. Um, but it's it's always just like it's been so interesting to hear from couples like how it's affected them, but then also hearing from single people like how it affected them. Yeah. And hilarious, never really thought – like honestly, at the beginning of the pandemic, I freaked out because I thought, first of all, that we were all going to die and second, that <laughs> yes. I had missed out on my opportunity to find love basically. I was oh, like, no, we're all going to no. die and I'm never going to know love. Um <laughs> That makes it sound really, really like super depressed, like it was. But I'm, but I, it's I, fine. I, We're I okay. I get that. I get that. When at the beginning it was scary, dude. So I totally get that. Yeah. So, so there was that, and then I had even told myself specifically, like, okay, well, you know. Nora and I are going to move into this place together and we're just going to, once it's safe, we're going to be the bachelorettes. We're going to date around because like, hey, there's no way I can meet someone during the pandemic. Like I got all this time to be single. I'm going to do all my single stuff. And then I somehow found a boyfriend in the midst of a pandemic. There was something very special about starting in strange times, but also sometimes that were really sad where like there was one time we were supposed to hang out and I had to call him and be like, hey, um, like my roommate had exposure to someone who had exposure to someone who had COVID and now we're all very scared and I have to get tested and I know we have plans tonight, but I don't feel comfortable seeing you. And it was tough. It was really, really hard because it was also kind of in that honeymoon phase where I did want to see him all the time and did, you know, like it was so hard and it's been very interesting. So I feel like love and relationships have not changed, but they've definitely um, been through a lot yeah. in the pandemic. Yes. It definitely, I think, either brought people closer together or tore them apart. Yeah. Heard a lot of breakups. <laughs> yeah. I oof. I know one of my friends, uh, I was talking to her recently and she was saying how, because she was single going into the pandemic and she was very mm-hmm. like, I'm so glad I'm single. I do not want to be with someone right now. I do I'm so glad I'm not going through this pandemic in a relationship. And I'm just like, wow, like go you for being like 
strong, strong, independent woman who don't need no man or, or woman. Yeah. Or whatever, or whoever, whoever you love. Yeah. Uh, I also know people who literally started dating someone and then the pandemic started and they said, well, should we just move in together? And like, are still together. And I'm just like, that's insane. That's insane. Bro. Like, and yeah, he's like crazy about her and they're still going strong. Dang. Yeah. And then I had, I had a friend who was ghosted during the pandemic and I was like, weird choice. Weird choice to ghost when I know for a fact you're not just busy with work because we're all unemployed and it's not good. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I feel like at that point you don't even have to ghost. You can just text and be like, hey, the pandemic is hard. I don't want to do this anymore. Have a good life. Bye. And I feel like I'd be like, oh, that sucks. But like, I get it. I feel you. But yeah, I wonder, I wonder how I, I went to a comedy show with Jordan and I, and Casey, Casey was with me and this was a comedy show that someone had just organized it in a park. So it was like a socially distant oh. outdoor comedy show. And this was in like, oh gosh, I don't know. October, oh, like, yeah, like October. Oh, I think it, yeah, I think it was October. And cause Casey and I were, had been dating for like a couple months, but we hadn't yeah. made things official yet. Mm. And someone went up and did their stand-up, which literally we were sitting on like bleachers, like at a baseball field. And um, what was really funny is they mentioned at one point that like they didn't get a permit for this and they didn't tell anyone they were doing it. So they were like, we'll we'll do the comedy here for now. <laughs> and if we have to move, we'll move. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird. Um, but yeah, and so, you know, there's this guy who's like part of his bit was being like, yeah, you know, my girlfriend and I in the pandemic and blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, how long have you been too been together? How long have you? And then they straight, he's like, you two, how, how how are you guys doing in the pandemic? He's like, I'm, assu- I'm assuming you guys are dating. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, how how are you guys doing? And we're like, oh, we're doing, we're doing pretty good. And he's like, oh, cool. Well, so like, how long have you been together? And I was like, oh, we met like in the pandemic. And he was like, wait, what? You met in the pandemic? And I was like, I don't like this. I don't like this. And like, he's sitting, he's like, he's like, his, is he a good boyfriend? And I was like, we haven't had the time. And and I was so freaked out. I was so embarrassed. I was so just like, oh my God, Jordan's next to me cracking up because he's straight up like, did you guys move in together? And Jordan's cracking up and she's like, and she's she's dying laughing and he goes, oh, you think that's funny? Like the idea of them moving in together? And she goes, it's – and I was like, it's so new. I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was so embarrassing. And we were in the car on the way home and I was just like, hey, I'm really I'm sorry, sorry if like – if that embarrassed you. And he was like, oh, I have no shame. I thought it was funny. And I was like, thank God. Thank God. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, I wonder, I wonder when we will get to the end of this how many people – did find people in the pandemic or got out of the pandemic and maybe before they were like, I don't want a relationship. And now they're like, I'm ready to get tied down. Yep. Oh, I'm curious. Yeah. That's interesting. I wonder. Yeah. We'll see. Also all the quarantine babies. (gasps) Oh my God. (laughs) It's like freaking me out. I'm worried about those babies developments. Cause people are saying like, Oh yeah, my baby or my brother's baby is a quarantine baby that was like born and or I mean a baby that was born in quarantine. Yeah. There will also be quarantine babies like people getting pregnant in quarantine. Yeah. Uh, but but the but they were like, yeah, she started carrying around toys in her mouth because the only socialization she gets is her parents and her dog. 
And then like there was one person, I don't know if these are real. I really hope but, they're but not. But you know what? Then, I wouldn't put it. Yeah, I could see that with some development. Yeah. <sighs> or they're like, my toddler has started calling us honey because that's what we call each other. And they just think that that's like what people call each other. I'm just like, mm-hmm. that's so weird. I, uh, yeah, my, oh, my niece is, a uh, is going through that right now, uh, with the pandemic. Cause she just turned two. So pretty oh much gosh. her real memories are just all pandemic. And I know I wonder that too, cause I'm just like, oh, babe, you, oh, I was going to say something completely different. I genuinely don't remember what it was. Um, we just got into like pandemic. It's just, it's so like, the pandemic. what a thing to live through, of, like, you know, it's taking up like a lot of, of our, it feels like this is like a huge moment in our lives. Yeah, that was the hardest thing to to kind of wrap my head around is um, I was on a Zoom call with some people and someone was like, oh, when was the last time you were in an improv class to someone else? And they're like, oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, I know it was at least a year ago. Yeah. You know, and it's just this was such a – I have mentioned this before, but the idea I think that I have had to struggle with is the idea that like not everybody – has gone through this. This isn't just like a part of being in your 20s. Like, yeah, yeah you know, when you get to your mid to late 20s, then then that's you just like home. when you're dealing, you're <laughs> just gonna have to deal with a global pandemic. Yeah. And that's just something, you know, we all went through it in our 20s. You're totally normal. Everything's <laughs> fine. You're doing great. I'm like, no, <laughs> people did not have to live through this. And then also just wondering how it's going to affect like People who, you know, were in high school, were in college, like missed out on these things. I feel so bad for the high schoolers that don't get to, that didn't get to experience their prom and their yeah. senior year high school, like the, the people this year too. I feel bad, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm not going to be like, I mean, yeah, I get that anyways. Pandemic's not real. Um, <laughs> but at the you mean time, the pandemic? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's so sad thinking there's so many kids out there that are missing out on these experiences like obviously I didn't get to experience college but there are kids now that like don't know that aren't going to have that college experience at least not to like halfway through college and I hope it doesn't affect them in the sense where it's like oh they're still focused on having that college experience their grades fail or something I don't know it's all yeah I'm just high but yeah I just like (laughs) (laughs) it's all connected um no I don't know I totally understand where oh no just like the like the always funny meme with like the strings and he's like no i am high (laughs) oh my god i feel okay i know i keep saying this but like i was so scared just of i was like i'm gonna get too stoned and then i'm gonna get weird and i'm gonna get weird and it's gonna go bad but this is great i feel great i like this I'm- I did get stoned to go see cats and it hit right when Rebel Wilson unzipped her skin and I was not okay. Like I was, I was sitting in the theater and I was like, I can't do this. And I just had to breathe through it and I somehow got through it. But I was like, that was the peak of me being like my weirdest, like, <sighs> and then Rebel Wilson just unzips her skin and I'm like, absolutely not. Oh, I mean, cats is a whole, that's a whole other podcast. We could do another podcast just talking about cats. Just um, talking about cats. Oh, that, oh, don't even get me started. Um, <laughs> Speaking of musicals. Of yes. <laughs> Wait, you were, I, I do, every time I do my no. big question, I always interrupt you. No, I just, I just keep talking. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. There are some episodes where I'm like, Charlotte, shut up. Like, just let no. the let the guest talk. Dang it. No, because I will literally never shut up. So, 
Speaking of musicals, that brings me to another question. Um, love songs and breakup songs. Oh, okay. They don't have to be from Cats. Don't they, worry. Okay, good. Because that's like that's a whole episode of that other podcast. Cats cast. Um, and it, oh. Cats cast. <laughs> we need to buy that website before worry, someone takes yes. it. Trademark. I was, okay. I just realized because I was like, oh, like I thought about this. My love songs and breakup songs. But I just realized how I haven't talked about too much about like different code names and stuff. But now another one's going to come up because for my love songs and breakup songs. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know what that was. Um, yeah, sorry. I'm pulling up the. I'm so sorry. I'm pulling up the document where you send in your code names. <laughs> so um, I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm scrolling yeah. through which one, which motherfucker are we talking um, about. But I, I don't really have like specific songs that I'm just like, this is a great love song. This is a great breakup song. But you're going to notice a name on there that's very familiar to something you're aware of of me. Um, there's a guy on there who goes by the, the code name Lovely Mess. So with the love songs and with the breakup songs, I don't have like songs that I'm just like, this is like uh, how I feel with love and how I feel with breakup. It's more so like for me, associations, I guess I would right. say. But like different songs make me think about different people in different ways. One of the ones that really sticks out with me is with Lovely Mess. Mm-hmm. Um, who's a code name you'll okay. see on there. And if you, you know me, you know that Black Orchid Fashions, that's my small business, has um has a shirt mm-hmm. called Lovely Mess, which was originally influenced by him, but has since become a product of me. But uh, his every time I wear my black orchid fashion shirt, <laughs> everyone is like, I love that shirt. And I was like, oh, Yeah, you do. That makes me so black orchid fashions, baby. But uh the Lovely Mess was originally a song, and this motherfucker. I can't listen to this band now and I can't listen to this song because of him and which sucks because I actually really like the song. This is what fucks me up is because he was the one that was like, I heard this song and it makes me think of you. And like, what were some of the, I'm trying to remember like the chorus, but it was, uh, cause you, Oh, cause you were broken. And I am such a wreck. I think we'd make a lovely mess. Um, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. At the, at the time I was like, Oh fuck. That is us. It's so romantic. And just like, oh, you motherfucker. Um, and I know that's like, yeah. like that particular band. Yeah. That particular band, Front Porch Step, I know I have a hard time listening to now because of because of him. Because um, there's, there's a few different songs that he was like, this song makes me think of you. This song makes me think of you. And we did that for a while. We actually, like, he introduced me to one of my favorite bands. And I'm so glad I don't associate that with him. A band called This Wildlife. They are incredible. They write beautiful love songs and breakup songs. But like, but I'm so glad that he didn't like ruin that for me and like ruin bands that I already loved. But like, uh, I shared this band with him called uh, Blue October, which is my all time favorite band. I currently have one, two, three tattoos that were inspired oh. by them, which is a problem. Um, <laughs> um, but get more, but, get more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I know, like, with this particular band, like, this guy, this guy went through it he has these, this music that um, just at any point in his life, like I, I feel like I can relate to it at one point or another, but he has grown so much and has gone through so much toxic relationships and stuff. And he puts his whole heart and soul into it. And so when I think about like love songs and breakup songs, I can usually just put, put blue October on, on shuffle. And there was something in there that's going to be like, specifically, I'm going to, I want to talk about like some of their breakup songs. Cause there are three of them that stand uh-huh. out to me in very different ways. One of them is just like, bro, are you okay? To me crying, being like, I understand, kind of thing. Uh, like I listen to songs like The Feel Again, 
um, mm-hmm. which is a song about like, please take me back. I love you. That whole kind of thing. And, I'm, and that's the one that I still hear that song. And I still think about lovely mess a little bit, but in a way where I'm like, wow, I can't believe I felt that intense at one point for him. Mm-hmm. And then there's songs like the end, which is catch, which is a song he wrote about like catching his wife cheating and feeling the need to do a murder suicide. Um, <gasps> yeah. Oh my god. Up. That was in the lawsuit. Um <laughs> oof, drama. And then that there's was songs in the lawsuit. <sighs> and then there's songs like I Hope You're Happy, which I another song where now I listen to it and I also think about once again Lovely Mess. Don't you hate when certain people just mm-hmm. stick out in your brain like that? But Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's hard because I mean, you were talking about how you're thankful that he was able to you don't associate your favorite like a band you really love with mm-hmm. him. I'm doing that a little bit with uh my ex really got me into Brian Fallon and I really like Brian Fallon and I really like his lyrics and they make me feel so much and like mm-hmm. so intensely and I was just like, "Oh my god, I'm I'm a stan for Brian Fallon. I love him." <laughs> But at the same time, it reminds me of like this time because the why well, I listened to it when I was dating my ex. And a lot of the times I remember listening to it when I was really sad and I was really hurt or I was like crying on the way home and like when things weren't going well. So it's hard and and like everyone's and I almost feel like this is so silly, but like I almost feel like guilty for like listening to them because yeah. I'm like, yeah, I've moved. I've moved past this. And, yeah. you know, when it brings back this. But I'm like one of these days, it's. One of these days, I don't that know if I actually won't talk- be there, but exactly. Um, maybe and not. some some of the songs really, really like got me through the breakup too. And um, I'm not sure if I mentioned this on on the last episode, but I especially the song. There's a song um, called Honey Magnolia, and it's literally from a woman's perspective. That's basically like a man has come back, and it's basically like after the 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 breakup and after he's left her and then he comes back and he's like, I was an idiot and I fucked up and I want you back. And she's like, what are you doing? Like, Oh, did you, you, you came back here to, cause you thought I was going to take, you think I was just going to take you back. And then I've just been like waiting for you. But it's so great where like, there's this lyric where she said, um, I spent so many days just blowing in the wind, sleeping in the shirt that you wore, I used to race this town crying in the night. She said, I don't cry anymore. And it's so funny because like, I just got goosebumps like saying that line, but um, I used to listen to it like post breakup. And I always told myself, if I get to this line, I don't cry anymore and I'm not crying, that's going to be a big thing because I'm always crying at that point in the song. And it was, it was right after the breakup. I was thinking where, you know, it's like, I'm going to be strong and like, you think that you can just do this to me? And then um, I would always start crying and then I would like be crying and say, I don't cry anymore. And then it would make me laugh. So it's, <laughs> yeah, there was this whole big thing. But I remember feeling like, remembering like one day I'm going to listen to this song and it's not going to make me cry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I do and I pull it up and I listen to it and I'm like, haha, I don't cry anymore. Hell yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I feel great about this. Oh, I so. Yeah. So Honey Magnolia, great breakup song that turned into like an empowerment song. It was great. Those are the best ones. The ones that you hear and you're like, fuck you. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good now. I am okay now. I feel that way way with some music. Speaking of like love songs and breakup songs though, Natalie Patton. Natalie Natalie Patton. Patton. Uh, Like and listen to her fucking EP and I'm just like, yep, I feel all of that. I feel all of that. 
Snooze is actually a song. Of course, I'm going to talk about Natalie. Sorry. Um, oh, yeah. No, of course. Fight me, audience. Um, Natalie would be so delicious. <laughs> she's just listening to this pod like, Ooh. oh. But Snooze is one of those songs that I'm like, I that that's a song whenever Ross and I go, we go to her shows, like, it would be one of those that's where like, I start to lean up against him. Oh. And after, after every time it plays now, like, and we're at a show, like, I always give him a big old kiss. And that's that's a song that's I now so associate cute. with Ross because so thank you Natalie for that. Um, Yay, Natalie! Low key, going back to like weddings a little bit. I I thought about at one point being like, should I should I ask Natalie if she'd be willing to play if <laughs> Ross and I were there? But <laughs> Ross is gonna be like, we talked about this right now um, <laughs> because yeah. I, I love it. I, like, I feel like if she, when she hears this, she's going to be like, Raina, <laughs> God. <laughs> so if you want, I don't know, maybe that's something we could promote. On, hire Natalie Patton for your musical wedding needs. She will sing snooze beautifully and you will cry. Um, yeah. But yeah. But, and then on the opposite end, Get Up was always a great one for me because I was always getting my heart broken by somebody. Oh. And she wrote that in college, like after her yeah. college breakup. And just like, it was, it was always such a good like, it was a fucking bop. And I was like, and, and the very dramatic, like, end in the parking lot where I sat crying in your car. And like, I'm always like in the car singing that just yeah. like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. But yeah, it was, it's, it's, the, it's the number one. Don't be sad anymore. Jam. Like get up. Let's go. I actually, I used that. I used her song. She gave me permission to use her song in a video for a project I'm working on. And it's same thing. It's like that. Get up, get going. And I just, oh. I love her. I love her. I'm trying to think of like any other love songs or breakup songs that are like sticking out to me lately. But um, yeah, I think that, yeah, I think we're good on that. <laughs> Weirdly enough, a love song that I associate with Casey is You Might Think by The Cars because... Oh, The Cars. Oh, you might think I'm foolish. Have you heard that one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's by the cars. I could be wrong. Um, I think it is. Anyway, <laughs> I could look it up. Let me look it up. It is the cars. I'm the smartest woman alive. Wow. Oh. I know so much. <laughs> We're doing so many tangents and also like just the laughing. <laughs> I think half of this episode is just laughing. <laughs> We're going to have to do like a Charlotte and Raina laughing compilation. And it's just going to be 20 minutes of just... <laughs> Oh my God, seriously. So you mentioned this like slightly, a little bit earlier um, on yeah. in the episode, you <clears throat> mentioned, um, you, you didn't necessarily curse this person, but you said, I hope that he is just, his life is just as pleasant as he is. And oh I was no, like, I, I did do that really early on. <laughs> it, but it was, but I loved it. I loved it so much because it's just like, it's basically the best low key curse. So you already did one, but I'm just wondering like, Obviously, with low-key curses, we do not wish death or dismemberment on no. pers- on this person. We just wish a mild inconvenience. I've had someone say, I think Tucker Martin said, uh, I hope your life keeps going exactly the same way yes. that it's oh going now. Locked me up. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how exactly how I felt. I remember that. I was like, oh, damn. Like, that's such a good <laughs> way to, like, take the high road but still be like, fuck you. Yeah. You know? It's just perfect. But – so I don't know if that was your big low-key curse, but do you have another low-key curse? Would you like to low-key curse anyone on this episode of uh, Love Drunk? I think it's just the same guy. I think it's still just fuckwad because, uh, bro, you can't let uh, 
your flaws be excused for being an asshole. Flaw, yeah, you you know because you saw my cheat sheet as to what his flaws are. But yeah, but, I'm pulling them up again. Hence why I said some parallels you and I share. Um, yeah, you and I sure do share some parallels. <laughs> but you know what? We found pretty good boys afterwards. Low-key curses. So what is what is your low-key curse for this man? Ugh. It also oh. could literally just be like... Oh my god, no. no. I oh, I, I'm so sorry. It all came back. Because I did think about it because I knew he would be the one I want to curse. Uh-huh. And I remember what I wanted to curse him with. So backtracking a little bit. Mm-hmm. There was one night he and I were together and he like ran his own business. So he was a very, very busy guy. But I was looking at his hair because he had this thick, dark hair. And I was mm-hmm. like... Oh, you you have a you have a gray hair, and he was like my age. Uh, he's like, mm-hmm. what? I have a gray hair, and he made me pull it out for him. So, so my wish is my low key curse is I hope that you start to find significantly more of those gray hairs way early on, <laughs> and no one around to pull them out for you, yep. bitch. <laughs> so that's that's my low low key curse. curse. There you go, fuck watch. Um, <laughs> my low key curse is for. A man, not someone that I dated, but someone that one of my dear, dear friends dated recently. Uh And he just basically had a shitty excuse. He ended things and he had the shittiest, dumbest excuse. And I'll tell you more about it off off pod. Um, But he basically was saying that he did not have the emotional capacity right now for a relationship because he couldn't text every day. Shut the fuck up. I know. I know. So – I guess. It's so hard to do the bare minimum. I know. <laughs> so I guess the like my low-key curse would be I hope that you are just like so hungry after a long, long day at your very tiring job, which is why you don't have the emotional capacity to text every day. I hope that you are just like so hungry after your job and you're like on your way home and you're like, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to order some takeout. And you go and you pick up the takeout and you are like just so excited to eat your food when you get home. And then you get home and you open your container and you realize that they've just totally fucked up your order. And it's just like completely the fucking wrong thing. So yeah, that's my low-key curse for this man. I love that. I hope that he experiences that too. Yeah. 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 Obviously, again, do I wish death? No. Do I wish dismemberment? No. No. Do I wish that you have a real bad fucking day and then all you want is some takeout and then you get home and the takeout's all fucked up and that's like the straw that breaks the camel's back and you're just like, fuck this day. No. That's what I hope happens to him. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually really proud of that one. I was like, that's a good one. Yes. I love love it. Love it. Love it. Um, Also, I do have to point out on your little notes thing that the last person is Ross. Ross, you know Ross. He's okay. (laughs) I thought I did pretty good with some of my notes. You did. You you definitely gave me a cheat sheet of like, (laughs) this was it and this is the lowdown. Because also it's so hard when doing remote recording sessions because usually, you know, we have time to sit down and we're talking. And we did did powwow a little bit before. And we did start drink. We always start drinking off camera. So we're already a little bit tippy when we get on. 
but you know, we're usually able to sit down and like have a code list and and talk about things and like, this is how it's going to go. And, you know, we weren't able to do that. So I really appreciate the notes because it got me very up to speed very quickly. Oh, of course. Because I know also like, because you only know me with Ross, Mm -hmm. know who most of these people were, but Exactly. I think, I think you, you get, have a rich dating history I that, that I know nothing a, about. I think you have a clear idea of what my history consists of. <laughs> I think you and I uh, went through a lot of the same shit. We did. Like, listen, we did. listening to this entire podcast and like listening to this show, I went, I'm just like, oh my God, Charlotte and I have so much to talk about. Did you experience this? How did they, how did they do this decision? <laughs> what did you, what did you react? Oh my God. <laughs> How did he react when you went, when you called him out on shit? Like what? (laughs) Oh my God. Oh goodness. I have so many stories again. I mean, yeah, I'll call out a motherfucker, but also like not necessarily like, you know, you and I will talk about this off pod. Oh guys, I bet you wish you, you could hear all the tea that we have, (laughs) all the hot goss that we have. Oh, there's a lot of it. I was messing with it and it messed up again. This is great. I actually do feel a lot more balanced out. Right? There's so much like freaking science that goes into making cannabis that I had no idea about. And chemistry, that's the word I was looking for. Uh, that's the type of science I was thinking of. But <laughs> Hey, yeah. chemistry is science. Chemistry, it is. So when did you, when did you start working for the dispensary? Uh, in October of last year. So during the pandemic. But yeah, I, yeah, I had never literally knew nothing about weed going in and they were they're like do you smoke weed I'm like no (laughs) what was that interview like it was it was pretty intense actually I I went through a bunch of different interviews I interviewed with like he was like the general manager of a different location I interviewed with the CEO and whoa and then I interviewed it's a very small business it's it's like growing it's like one of the larger cannabis companies here in Southern Mm -hmm. California but um but still not that big. There's only four locations. Yeah. It's a, it's a good gig. It's just, they're good people. Definitely like coming from that BS traditional retail, the Topanga moms, the, oh, geez. the, the managers that are, what's up with these numbers? Uh. I, I look, I, God, I do. I do an impression of one of my old district managers and, and it also works for a different store manager. I worked, I worked for, and people are like, that's scarily accurate. Cause it's just, Literally, I was looking at these numbers, and I, I was like, "Uh oh, what happened? So what happened yesterday?" God. <gasps> oh, I like I recognize that, that cadence. Like, I, I would get that call, uh, and I would just be like, "Not a lot of foot traffic that day." <laughs> I straight up, I was a manager at Journey's Kids, and people would like ask me questions like that, and I would be like, "I'm 18. Oh, I don't." God. There was a whole period of time where I was supposed to be paper doing paperwork that I just didn't do. I hid it. I literally hid it in the back of the store instead of doing – I did most of the paperwork. Yeah. But there was like one thing I was definitely supposed to be doing that I 100% was not doing. And um, I blocked so much of this out of my memory. Or maybe I'm just stoned and I can't remember. But truly like the fact of the matter is <laughs> I was a co-manager – uh-huh. for like seven months and then I was the manager for three like for three months I was the boss like the boss of the store crazy <laughs> someone like, gave me a like- store yeah oh my god and it was journey's kids I'll t- I mean I Ooh. you know what this is not a journey's kids please don't don't come at subpoena us. me <laughs> don't come at me 
there is just, you know, I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to talk about your secrets, but it's just, (laughs) (laughs) but straight up. And I mean, like, I was fine. Like I was, I was a very responsible 18 year old, but sometimes I sit back and I'm literally like, what the fuck were they thinking? I went to like a district meeting. I went to a meeting. And then when I left, I was like, there was another manager that came in and I had to be like, here is my store. I hand it over. Here's where we keep all the shit. And I left and I was like, I wonder if he ever got in trouble for not having like the paperwork that I was supposed to be doing for the last three months. Oh my God. (laughs) Retail is whack. (laughs) Retail is the worst. That's why, that's why I love that. I'm like back of house now. I'm like, I don't go out there. I stay back here. Mm -hmm. Let's do that. Oh, Oh man. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I'm getting yeah. flashbacks. Anyone else who worked retail, you you were the real hero here. Y'all are the real heroes, man. <laughs> and I worked I worked retail and I worked in food service for like a long time. And I, so oof, no. I couldn't. And it's so funny, but that's the thing. I think that it's so funny because I know so many people who have never worked in retail that work at like restaurants that are servers and they're like oh my god I could never work retail like I could never work retail and then some retail people are like oh my god I could never never work food service I could never do it and I was like I've done both and they both suck they're both shit (laughs) they're both awful oh yeah so there it is not just retail service workers it's all service customer service workers you have to deal with the general public I praise you (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. There was one time I, w- I was, I did go back to my job for a little bit during the pandemic mm-hmm. and I was working the takeout window and technically people weren't supposed to be coming inside to pick up. They had to pick up at a window outside. Yeah. And there was a dude who literally came up holding a tissue in front of his mouth, like not even holding it like over his mouth. I mean like holding the corner or <gasps> holding the side over his mouth. And I, And it was such a big order. Like it was a huge order. It was like three giant bags and Mm -hmm. like a couple hundred dollars worth of stuff. And I was like, do you have, sir, do you have a mask? And he was like, oh no, sorry, I left it. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to give you your food this time, but next time I'm, I'm not going to give this to you if you come without a mask, like it's required to come up to the window with a mask. And he was like, okay, I'm sorry. And then he left us like a huge tip. And so I walked into the back and I was talking to my coworker and I was like, well, the good news is he left a huge tip. The bad news is we all have COVID now. (laughs) (laughs) People are insane. Uh, I've been having such a great time talking to you and I also just want to say that one of Raina's options, we did end up going with the CBD and like the cannabis stuff, but she was like, it would be so cool if we could also like, here's one suggestion is we get sushi and we drink sake and just like catch up. And I'm like, I don't want to do that only because like, I want to do that in person with you when we both can, because it's just going to suck if we can't do it in person. I know. I mean, it'll be delicious and it'll be fun, but like. Also, the audience thanks us because they don't have to listen to us chewing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like, mm, just <laughs> let me shove this whole thing in my mouth. <laughs> oh my god! But yes, so um, so it's been such a such a lovely time talking to you. And obviously, the good news is we're friends, so we can yes. talk whenever we want. That is true. That is very that is fact. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And All I only right. have one more question for you. What is it, Charlotte? Raina Graf, what does love feel like? I put a lot of thought into this because I was it's it feels different depending on like what point you're at. And it's it was a lot for me to learn. But when you're young and it's fresh love, that honeymoon phase, for me, that love, that kind of love felt like 
like there was something there was something missing in me and I feel like I'm I'm glowing I feel like I'm full I feel that it always for me it came always came from my chest like in the center that's where I would feel that kind of love Mm -hmm. fast forward to me being with a partner I've been with for three years now and love deeply and want to spend the rest of my life with being in love with him feels like I've been homesick for so long and I've come home Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Yeah. I love that. Ah, oh, dude. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. That's the cutest thing. Ah! <laughs> oh my gosh, Rena. I know. It's sickening. <laughs> you should be arrested. Uh. You should go directly to jail. <laughs> no, I love it. I absolutely love it. It's so amazing. Um thank you. Did you finish that? Maybe. Damn, girl. Hell yeah. <laughs> also, Raina brought us – oh, I just realized I almost finished mine too. I was like, oh, oh like halfway through. No, it's wrong. <laughs> and so Raina also got us like two of everything. So, I mean, I we think that – We have leftovers. We have leftovers if we ever want to do this again. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but thank you so much. Thank you so much for providing the drinks. And um, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I had such a wonderful, wonderful time with you. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. I've been so excited about this for so long. And I'm so glad that we finally did it. And Yay! also, we should do this more often. But just you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we just won't, I miss you know, and. Yeah, I miss you too. Oh my God. Um, but yeah. So also now it's time to plug things. Follow me on yeah. Instagram at oh Charlotte Rose. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Love Drunk Pod. Don't follow me on Twitter. You can. It's at Oshar Rose. Love Drunk also has a Twitter at Love Drunk Pod. Um, I never post on Twitter because I log on to Twitter for ten seconds and then I read like two tweets and I get sad and I log off. <laughs> plug your stuff all right you can find me personally uh reina graf on instagram uh at reina rue i do not have a twitter because reading is too much um i thought that would be funny um you can also uh find my small business that i own black orchid fashion so you can find us on on instagram at black orchid fash um you can also find our website at uh, www.blackorchidfashions.com also some exciting news. I am starting a YouTube channel with my friend Maria Estevez. We will be doing ghost investigations and param- we're talking about paranormal experiences and stuff. That's going to be uh, Girls and Ghosts. So you can find us on YouTube of uh, Girls and Ghosts. That's and with an ampersand because we cool like that. Um, you can also find us on Instagram. Oh my God, as that's well. so cool. Yeah. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at Girls and Ghosts. And that's the letter, that's the word and, not the ampersand, because we couldn't get the ampersand. <laughs> and I think you can't do that on Twitter. Yeah. You just can't. So, but I think that's like, oh that's my gosh. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. This was so much fun. I am stoned. Um, I am, I am stony baloney, but I'm feeling good. I'm literally, as soon as we get off, I'm going to go burrow up and cut, cuddle with Ross right now. <laughs> Thank you so much, Raina, for being here. Oh, my God. I loved this. Um, I'm so excited for Sober Me to listen to this because I think it's going to be hilarious and it's going to be mostly us laughing for two hours. Great. Fantastic. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I guess all I have left to say is be loved and stay drunk, my friends. We love you. Good night. <laughs>